Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, it's your friend Phil, project management trainer and coach. Today, we're going to be talking about the world of Agile again, and this time we're going to be talking about the flow. Now, I'm not really enthusiastic about using the term process flow when it comes to Agile, but for the sake of the PMP exam, there are some things, overarching things that you need to have an awareness of. So why don't we jump straight into the very first thing that happens in the world of Agile. There is a vision of what needs to be. It could be vision of a product, a service, or some sort of result. This vision is cast by the stakeholders. Stakeholders have an idea of what they want. They've got a dream of what they want, but to bring it to fruition, they need the team. They need the help of a product owner. So in some instances, you do have a product owner that's already on the horizon. The product owner understands what the vision is, and is able to cast this vision and recast the vision to those who need to know. But eventually you are going to get a roadmap. We call it a product roadmap. And the product roadmap gives us a high level view of all of the things that need to happen. Release one, release two, release three, maybe there's some marketing work that needs to happen as well and partnering and all that kind of stuff. So at the end of the day, the product owner understands what the customer or stakeholders, if you wanted to call them that, want. Remember in your product roadmap, you have a high level view of what the releases could be. But if you dig even deeper into what happens for each release, you got to think about the concept of iteration planning. So we plan at different levels and peel different onions at different levels. But if you're talking about the big old onion that we peel, part of the layers are eventually going to get down to iteration planning. And you know what happens in the world of Scrum? We call an iteration a sprint. And you know what happens in the sprint? This is where the team does the work. So we're breaking down the iteration into the concept of feature sets. Which features are we going to be working on? And features, think about them as clusters of user stories, clusters of things that the customer wants that are released together. So 
under the features level, remember, we're going to get down to the story level. And stories are not necessarily needed to do Scrum or anything in Agile, but they use quite commonly. You could refer to the user stories as customer uh, centered requests. Some people call them requirements quite incorrectly because not everything is required in the world of Agile, but you get the idea, right? So going back out to big picture, you've got the vision, you've got the product roadmap, but at the lower levels that I showed you in red, other things happen. So your roadmap is going to help you with your iteration planning. Some people will call that sprint planning. And remember, this iteration planning is done by the team, the team members, right? They're gonna work with the product owner. And when we say scrum team, you gotta remember that the scrum team is everyone. It's the product owner, the scrum master and the team. So the key actors that are needed here though are the developers for sure. And of course your product owner is gonna be there as well. Don't forget the product owner. Product owner brings clarity. Now, we call it iteration planning in the Agile Practice Guide. But if you're in the world of Scrum, we'll just call this sprint planning. Okay, so that's the flow of events. There's going to be a vision. There's going to be a product roadmap. Now, before getting to sprint planning, there's actually one very important stage or step that I should crystallize in some way in this image. And that is the holy grail of PMI, the agile project charter. So you gotta remember that an agile project charter is gonna come as a result of the vision. The agile project charter crystallizes the vision crystallize at a high level what needs to be done, what is being done in this endeavor, so on and so forth. All right, so let's put the little yellow squiggly lines around it so that you can remember that. Without the project charter in the world of the PMI, you don't have a project. So the flow could be looked at as that, right? You got a vision, you crystallize it in a charter, then it's full speed ahead. Let's begin the roadmap. Let's begin the planning. Let's begin iteration planning. Some projects, it could happen out of order, but I would like you to think about it like this progressively, right? Some people put the cart before the horse, but it shouldn't be that way. You should have a vision, crystallize it, do your roadmap, do your sprint planning uh, or iteration plan if you wanted to call it that. And then what happens? You get into the iteration. And this is where the team is doing the work. Remember that to get into the iteration, your stories, every sprint, have to meet the INVEST acronym, the definition of ready, right? So they have to be ready to work on. And what does INVEST mean? Independent, negotiable, valuable, estimable, small enough to fit within a sprint and testable. So you're coming into sprint planning, hopefully with your stories meeting the INVEST acronym, you're diving into your iteration, you're doing the work and you're gonna get what? Uh, potentially shippable increment, whatever that may look like, right? You get your PSI. This is going to be reviewed in a sprint review, or you could call it a demo, although it is not just a demo, never to be thought of as just a demo. We could also call it a demo, but we do a lot more than just demo, okay? 
The sprint review helps the customer understand what exactly you have done. So we've got all these customers just observing, taking a look, giving their two cents as far as is this on the money or not. And the product owner knows who to invite for these demos or sprint reviews. The sprint reviews could also be instrumental in getting additional user stories that were not in the product backlog to start with. So let's backtrack. I know your question is gonna be, okay, where's the product backlog? Well, remember the product backlog is gonna come somewhere in between, right? So before you get into iteration planning, you already have the concept somewhere plugged in here about your product backlog, right? And your product backlog is then going to be whittled down when you get into sprint planning. You're going to take a subset of this product backlog, and that is what you're going to be working on. So that's how it all fits together. And to close this out, remember, you've got a retrospective. Your retrospective closes out the sprint. This is where the team reviews how well they have carried out what they did, how well did we do, what do we need improvements on, what are the opportunities, and they use this opportunity to synergize and to bond and just to have a good time and develop as a team. But one of the things a lot of teams will do is they'll take some item or two and they will intentionally decide, okay, these items are going into the sprint backlog and these are improvement opportunities we're going to do better in this area, that area, the other area. And the next sprint, they actually work on getting those things improved on. Now, that's not to say that right there in the retrospective, there couldn't be aha moments. They could be. You could have an aha moment where an improvement dawns on the team. And right then and there, it's a mental shift, a mental adjustment. Other times, it might be something that they need to do in the next sprint. It might even be something that they need to do progressively over time. But the key thing is quality. Quality is important. And you want to make sure that as soon as you find something to improve on, you do it. All right. All of this is backed up by the Agile Manifesto. Okay. So whenever you're looking at these uh, Agile frameworks, you've got to remember the mindset is what makes these work. It is not the process that makes them work. So the Agile Manifesto is wrapped around all of this stuff, what are we thinking about? Customer obsession. We're doing what we're doing because we want to satisfy our customer. How? Through early and continuous delivery of valuable product. So we are obsessed with our customer. We are flexible when it comes to our product backlog to welcome changes even late. So we're flexible to say, you know what? Got changes, bring them on. We'll work with you because we know it's putting you in a more competitive light. We also wanna deliver work in product frequently from a couple of weeks to a couple of months with a preference to show the timescale. So frequencies of the essence. We also wanna remember that business people and developers should work together daily throughout the project so things can move at a high speed. If we're doing things incrementally, then we need to remember speed is of the essence, time is of the essence. Changeability happens quick on these projects. So we wanna make sure that we're working daily. 
We also want to build projects around motivated individuals. So while you're doing whatever you're doing, whatever framework you're doing, you got to think about how individuals can be kept motivated in that pump state. The great Zig Ziglar says, motivating is just like bathing. You don't say, oh, I had one yesterday, so I'm not going to have one today. No, take a shower every day, get motivated every day, get the team to be pumped and to be inspired. That's really what makes Agile different. Our focus on the human elements. We also say the most efficient and effective method of conveying information to and within a development team is face-to-face -face conversation. So that is big. We are also huge on having a working product. It's no good saying, oh, I'm 99.999% done. Who cares? The customer doesn't care about that. They can't use 99.9% .9 done. They need a done increment. So we're big on the whole concept of done. And just remember, definition of done needs to be defined. And going back to our little image here, if you wanted to put everything in there, you could also include like right there towards the beginning, the beginnings of things, somewhere in there, right? You have your team charter. Just remember that team charter, social contract, team contract, ground rules, whatever you want to call it. That is a huge piece that helps the team know how to work, helps them understand the cadence, helps them understand the ground rules, definition of done, definition of ready, all that stuff is in there. All right. The agile processes that we work on, they should be promoting sustainable development. So we want to be able to maintain a constant pace. It didn't say a fast pace. Constant pace is reality so that we keep that work-life balance going. Continuous attention to technical excellence and good design, right? Enhances your agility. So spend time getting things right the very first time. Don't cut corners. The concept of simplicity, simplicity, the art of maximizing the amount of work not done, not the amount of work done, but not done. In other words, we want to get this same value, right? This value, whatever this value is, whatever it represents, we want to put in this amount of work to deliver this amount of value instead of doing this amount of work for this same amount of value. You see what I'm saying? You got to minimize. You got to minimize the amount of work not done. You got to get the work down to the bare minimum, just barely good enough. You don't want to go overboard, right? That's the mindset of simplicity. The best architectures, requirements, and designs emerge from a self-organizing team. You want your team to be given the autonomy and support they need. Just like it says in the previous principle, trust them to get the job done, and they're going to give you the very best. And last but not least, at regular intervals, the team tunes and adjusts its behavior accordingly. You could call it a retro. It doesn't have to be just at the end. A retro could happen at any point in time, but definitely at the end, we want to think about that. Have we done what we need to do to improve and to go to the next level? All right. So these are just some of my, my musings when it comes to the flow. Okay. To make it more specific for our friend, Marilyn, who asked, think about it like this. You've got your uh, product vision. You've got your project. Agile, I should say. Let's do that again. P 
PMI very specific about putting the word agile in front. So agile project charter, right? You got your agile project charter and then you begin uh, the beginnings of your product roadmap. And then you begin the concept of chartering And then you think about the concept of sprint planning. And you think about the concept of the sprint itself, which is really a container for everything else, okay? So the sprint is a container for everything else. Within the sprint, you're gonna have your daily scrum. You're gonna have, not in strict sequence, but of course you're gonna have your backlog refinement. Eventually you're gonna get your increment. You're gonna have a sprint review. You're gonna have a retro retrospective, and then you're gonna go back to the very beginning and the sprint starts again. So I was gonna show this the way I would really like to. I'm gonna make a little edit here. And I'm gonna just show this, okay? And remember the daily scrum is not a one-time thing, so it happens over and over again. But just to finalize this, let's put a nice, little wrap around this to show that this is all that happens within the sprint. The sprint is a container for everything else. All right, I hope this makes sense to you and I hope it helps you better embrace the concept of Agile. For those of you who are getting ready for the exam, be aware that we have the website, agileprinciple.com. And this is where you can sign up to get stellar agile training that will put you on the straight and narrow for your PMP exam success. We've got a session coming up in the next couple of days. Go on down to agileprinciple.com. You'll be extremely glad you did. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I wish you all the very best. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Bye for now.